Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Ahora para Jerry, de regreso para Rubio, 8 segundos en el reloj. Rubio en el centro contra Grind, pantalla de Javer Allen. Está solo Rubio, va a levantar el triple cayendo a su izquierda. ¡Qué bárbaro! ¡Ole! Ricky Rubio, 7 de 7 de larga distancia. Broadcasting live. Ish. From Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. On the sunny shores of beautiful Lake Erie. Holiday now. Shovels the hair. Oh! Rejected by Allen. There goes Osman. Oh, oh my. In downtown Cleveland. Cleveland. You tuned in to Wine and Gold Radio. Now, you're your host, Rafa and Joji. Hello. Yeah, hey, everybody. Yeah, hey. And welcome to Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. <laughs> Rafa's still singing. I am Joji. That is Rafa Hernandez Brito. That's me. And this is a post, post-game uh, Wine and Gold Radio. Cavs just took one on. I don't say they took one on the chin. They dropped a tight decision. Tough decision. Cal Kuzma hits a three-pointer, 11.4 seconds to go. Four-game win streak is snapped. You know, we weren't going to win the the rest of the 69 games that we have missing. That we were, what was 69 or 68, 70 games, 71 games that we have missing before yeah. that one. But it, it is one of those games that it, it was an ugly game. Mm-hmm. Both teams were shooting horribly. When you you know, usually you like somebody takes advantage of that. You yep. know, Bradley Beal missed his first ten shots. Yeah, one worse than the other. Layups, triples. I mean, it's like, and and the Cavs, both teams dealing with 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 injuries mm-hmm. a lot more. You know, some a lot more than others. But at the end of the day. You know, we were in the game, man, and yeah. and, it, and the ball bounces some way. If you look at it, you know, a couple of mistakes by Rubio at the end of the game, the free throw that he missed. You know, D Garland was hot. He felt that last shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it is what it is. It I is mean, what it is. I mean, you it. can't you can't be. On, I, 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 I'm never gonna be happy with a loss, 
but you cannot be unhappy with with the, with the effort. And, and, exactly. And considering it's the first game without calling, we have to adjust to that. We mm -hmm. have to figure out how we're going to be able to do. They luckily Okoro came back, had a good had a good beginning of the game. He yeah. scored the first bucket, but again, he has to figure out a way, and the coaching staff has to figure out a way to put him in a position to be that two guy. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Let's just not. Let's not. Right. Let's, let's, let's not. not <laughs> let's not jump off the cliff here. We lost against the team that has the best record in the in the in the, in the Eastern Conference. Right. So right. It, and and Rick, Ricky Rubio just talked uh, a minute ago, and he just said, "Hey, don't overthink it. Yeah, don't overthink it. Uh, you're fine. Let's just regroup again. You got a big home stand coming up, so it's it basically you got to do the same thing you do after you win. Mm -hmm. Go back, look at the tape, yeah. fix the bad things, continue to do the good things, and, and, and move on because you're going to lose. And JB said to them you know, during the last road trip on the West Coast, mm -hmm. after we won the first two games, the first thing he told them before that next practice after, after we arrived in L.A. was, listen, guys, we are, go after, after we, were, we, we are going to be losing games. Mm -hmm. And that's when we're gonna figure out if we're gonna keep this mood in the in the in in the in the in the building. Yeah. That's when we're gonna show that we can stick together. So that's the, those are the things. Yeah. And those that's when the veterans come into place. Too. Yes. Yes. Big time. That's a great point. In you that, know, you know, again, you have to learn how to win. We talked about that quite a bit. You have to learn. Have, how to, you have to learn how to lose too. You have to learn have, how to lose and move on. Yeah. We have won seven games, and each of them have been different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so we're learning how to win. But it's at the same time, like you say, you have to learn how to lose. You cannot go home. And and those are the things, some of the things that I, it was hard for me, you know, for such a long time of my my broadcasting career, I worked for the national feed. So even though, like in the NFL, my Jets never made it past the, they lost twice in the Eastern, in the, uh, in the AFC uh, Championship, AFC championship to, to Peyton Manning and the Steelers. So they never made it to the Super Bowl. And even though, that I never really care who won or lost. Yeah. I, I call great games. And that, that was the most difficult part for me to adjust to when I came here. Just the fact that you see the guys practicing every day, you know. Mm -hmm. But you have to yeah. realize you're not going to win them all. Yeah, uh, that was the great Bart Scott uh, <laughs> soundbite. What? <laughs> and they can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that's a good point in mm -hmm. that, and I and I always tell this story about when I first started, mm -hmm. how uh, <laughs> I remember the first loss, the first home loss I remember when I started working, because before that I worked for the NBA, same mm -hmm. thing, I was, even though I was a Clevelander, you had to be objective, you mm -hmm. couldn't cheer, you couldn't do anything, so I come back, and the first loss, you know, I'm thinking like still a Clevelander and a Cavs fan, and I was miserable, man, I was furious and miserable, and I went into the Cavs locker room, that was my first loss, Indiana, and, uh, you know, guys are walking around eating plates of food and talking and things. It's like a normal loss. And I was just like, I came out of the locker room like just, how could they be so happy after a loss? I was, I'm was, i I'm so angry. And it's like, yeah, uh, Z-Man at the time told me, he said, hey, <laughs> you got a lot of losses coming, man. Yeah. They're coming. So you got to handle them. And Mike Brown used to say, never get too high after a win, never get too low after a loss. Now these guys got to regroup, practice uh, Thursday, get back after this weekend. And we have a a good homestand mm -hmm. with a visit to New York in between. And these next games, you know, the one in Detroit, the one with Detroit, and then the two with the Celtics, are the ones that we have to take advantage of to mm -hmm. create that mm -hmm. little cushion. Mm -hmm. Because that's what that's how you have to see this. It's not about, you know, we're going to win this one, we're going to win that one. But right now, because after those three games that we have, you will say winnable. Mm 
mm-hmm. for the for the Cavs. Yeah. You know, we have been on the we have been on underdogs the whole season basically so far. Mm-hmm. I I would I would guess that on Friday we're gonna be giving up some points. I mean, in terms of like the line, we're gonna be favored yeah. Yeah, yeah, Friday, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then the next two games are get the Celtics, but after that. It's the Nets, the Warriors on a back-to-back, mm-hmm. Phoenix and the Nets mm-hmm. again. So, mm-hmm. I mean, these are the next three things. That's how you need to look at this. It's like forget about it because we have three more games that we need to create a little cushion here because those those periods of the season are coming with the tough ones, the back-to-backs, the back-to-backs. And guys, it's a back-to-back at home yeah. instead of back-to-back on the road, which is a lot harder to, to do that. So. It is. It is, and you know, and again, this is an this is essentially other than they go out to Brooklyn for one game. It's basically a, a, almost a nine an eight game homestand. Home yep. Homestand, which I've maintained, you you disagreed with me that it it can be too it it can be long. You can lose a little sharpness on a home, on a long homestand. And I you really know wh- do believe that. And you know why? Because when you're at home, the guys are not together. Exactly. So they need to learn that as well. You know, when we're on the road, and I think that was the best part about for this team mm-hmm. to get off the season by being 10 days, 8 days together on the road. Yes. Because you are together. You have meals together. Yes. You have, I mean, here you go to practice, you go home, you go to a game, you go home, and then everybody does their own thing. Yes, so. and you have a different mentality on the road in that, you know, you know how it is. You're rolling on that bus. You're the only ones. It's, it's, yeah. it's you against the world. It's you against L.A. or against Utah or wherever you are. And when you're home, you do drop your guard just a little bit. I mean, I I think you do a little bit. So uh, you got to stay sharp. You got to stay sharp through this homestand. I believe we have the coaching staff to do so. We mm-hmm. have the young kids that want to really succeed. And 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 you know, tonight's game. Speaking about the the loss to to Washington, it, it, again, I see things that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, Mobley got off to a bad start. Two quick of, fouls. Two quick fouls. Mm-hmm. A couple of shots that he missed, and then he came back and. Had a huge second quarter, mm-hmm. you know. Then he gave he gave Jared Allen a little break, who had his fifth straight double double. Yes, you know, and he, the block maybe he, the block of the year. <laughs> and, yeah, and and f- I'm playing against two guys that are a lot more physical than than we are, even yeah. though we have the length. Because Harold and 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 Gaffer are just two beasts inside. Yeah, and, you know, Harold was the difference. I mean, I think he was the difference in yes. the game, basically. Yeah. You know, off the bench. And you know, I mean, you look at both teams, and I thought this because uh, Bradley Beal obviously struggled most of the night. You know, Washington's a different team, and we're a different team, and we've been guard heavy and Colin heavy, and now I think what separates the Cavs is the balanced scoring. I think that's what everybody likes right now. Uh, he's been a different guy every night, a different hero every night. For Washington now, they're not so Beal heavy in that it it doesn't – every game they win, it doesn't take Beal to score 36 points. That's a big win for them here. Huge. To go back and say, you know what, Beal had a horrible night. It's big. And you could sense it that he didn't even want to try to take that shot at the end. Yeah, yeah. And that's how bad a night he had because this Beal is the type of player that – I don't care if he's missed 30 shots. Right. He's going to take that last shot. And you but want he, him to take that shot he, We wanted him, but he doesn't – he doesn't – he wasn't yeah. in. Yeah, but, and he had the assist. Yeah. For but, but again, it's a good example of a team win. You know, if, if on their podcast with their guy, their Joe G and their Rafa. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably happy as hell right they, now. They have a Joe G over there? <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. team has a Joe G and a Rafa, yeah. don't they? I don't know. Maybe they don't have a Rafa. You know, I got to ask you a question. I yes. know we had talked about before the show that we were going to talk about this. Uh-huh. But let's give it a try. Okay. Jokic and Morris. Mm-hmm. 
uh, foul. Yeah. Uh I I think my my take on that is pretty simple, and I'd have to agree with the TNT guys. That, that's and and it's again, two guys that are three guys that 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 have been in the battle, right? You know, exactly. Barkley, Smith, and 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 Jack. Uh, you know, sometimes I think about it, again. These are pros, and it's not pickup ball. But we've all played basketball. We've all played organized sports. Somebody checks me like that. That 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 was a check. I mean, especially that, that's who he was. Let's take all that out of the equation. If somebody checks you or me like that, they're getting it back. In a game that was finished already. Too. Either way, it doesn't matter. If, no, if, I know, if but you either, shot somebody, you have to expect retaliation. I, I don't know if it was right or wrong. It was probably wrong. You don't no, retaliate. it was wrong. It, it, it was wrong. But, but again, it, it, it was wrong to start it. Yes. Right? The, to me, both hits were cheap and dirty and, and low. Yes. Right? The only yeah. difference is that there was one guy who was 40 pounds lighter trying to hit a big dude, the MVP of the league. Mm -hmm. And if you see the replay, he didn't see him coming. He was really just that, thinking it was going to be like a take slap foul. And, that and that was a check. That's a, really what that was. It was a check. Right on the ribs, too. Yeah. And yeah. his head goes sideways, shoulder to yeah. shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then he walks away and turns his back like nothing and happened. Don't turn your that's back. the problem. That's what I have the problem with. I agree with you. With. And I think that's what the TNT guys so had a problem you, with. Is like, hey, if you again, you want to, you want to beef, then stay there. Then stay and let's beef, and yeah. that's the way it goes. By the same token, I don't know if Jokic's brothers were in the stands. <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> they were because they immediately <laughs> created a, a Twitter account when the other <laughs> the other Morris twin, yeah, which I believe this one, Markiev, he just got the check. For all that they have done, yeah. God knows, uh, not only to Jokic, but every time, yeah. everywhere in the NBA. So finally they got the bill, mm -hmm. and, and that's what he got. Yeah, right? I agree. And then I got a couple of things. Over. Eric Spolstra, tremendous uh, head coach. For him to say that he saw the video and it was a take foul, it is an embarrassment. I think. He, he said it was. A, he said that it was just a take foul, like a like a like a foul just to come stop on. Him. I mean, that's what he said. I, you know, and, and, and I mean, you got to protect your guy, in the, especially in the media and all yeah, that stuff. But, but then he, and then on. he added fuel to the file by fire by saying something that is true, that he said that he was lucky that Morris couldn't get up and 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 kind of like do his business. Mm, that's a debatable. I still, I still, I mean, my again. money's still on Jokic, but. The thing with the brothers is the other Marcus Morris tweeted something about, oh, okay, you hit my brother in the back when his back is turned to you. Okay, noted. Don't turn your back. Right, noted. Don't turn Especially your back. Especially when you've done that such right. a thing, right? So the Jokic brothers went out and opened an account <laughs> at the Jokic brothers and said to him, you know, I would leave it like that if I were you. You know, your brother did the dirty play to begin with. Yeah. So just leave it like that. But if you threaten my brother, our brother in public, then okay, duly noted. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> anybody who hasn't seen those dudes. They are, uh, they're, they're like Jokic, only thicker they're, and they're like meaner. Drago. Yeah, they're like Drago. <laughs> they're like Drago. They really are. They're they're yeah. beasts, man. Those guys. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's to be continued. But they're in different conferences. But not. I'd like to. And by the way, they already put on their Twitter account the Jokic brothers that they bought tickets for the game in Miami coming up in like. Oh, days. beautiful. So that should be beautiful. interesting. I have to tell you this, and you're kind of a Miami guy. Uh -huh. That is one city where every single team that plays there I root against. 
every single team. I that is like their my advice. Boston usually uh, Boston are, are teams I hate, uh-huh. and Miami teams I hate. My I don't I don't know about Boston, not all of them. But my advice to to the Morris brothers is uh-huh. they're gonna do something in Miami. Do it before the middle of the third quarter because everybody lives in Miami. I don't care how close the game is. <laughs> so make sure you do it before the people. Like, <laughs> they do it in the first half if you're going to do something because there won't be any fans there to root for you. Miami should have got knocked around for nothing else for wearing those terrible uniforms, man. Those uniforms are god-awful. They've been wearing it. They've been wearing awful city uniforms oh, for a while. Miami's terrible. They're so terrible. I hate that Miami Vice stuff. Oh, it's terrible. It's I can't, a lot bad. of people like it. It's not, a lot yeah, of, I, it, I, I can't bad. stand it. I like ours. We'll talk about it later, right? We'll talk about it later. Oh, and, I, you know, I, in I like fact, ours. because I, I want to talk to about uniform, because you're kind of an aesthetic guy, because I forgot to introduce you as, what are you, board member of MoCA Cleveland? Yeah. <laughs> you're a, you're I'm like, a member of the board director. Of yeah. the M- Cleveland Museum of Modern Art. Yeah. You're kind of an, uh, like an artsy dude, so <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen you with Angel, you know, you do the Angel Gallery. Yeah. And so you're- Maybe maybe that, maybe that Mocha would let me print those things and have an exhibit. That's what I mean. You should do an exhibit of, of Angel down there. That'd be kind of sweet. I should print them all, like blow them up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe I could use my hookups. You could. You could, you, should be, you could be like a tortured artist, man. By the way, if you, if you, if <laughs> you guys want enough. to check on, on Twitter, Twitter at El Alcalde Rafa or at Angel Great One, and we have every time we win. Although I want to include Lamar Stevens' poster over over Gafford tonight. Oh, that was really nice, wasn't we it? We usually only post on, on victories, but that one that one has to be. Yeah, that was outstanding. That and really, and Jared Allen's Jared block Allen uh, over Gafford, and then he dunked over Gafford as well. Yeah, yeah. Jared Allen did. Does he seem? He seems like a different player to me this year. He does. He just seems. I still haven't figured out whether or not most of his re- most of his rebounds, you know, because he had he had <laughs> you know he won Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, first yep. time in his yes. career. Yes. First time since LeBron in 2018. Wow. But I wonder how much of that has to be with the absence of Larry Markkinen, that he had been able to eat up all those. Uh, Larry has Larry has been getting seven, eight rebounds at night. Yeah, and I also think I wonder how much of that has to do with just playing next to Evan Mobley. Who, you know, That's again, what I mean. They, you know, they get to know each other. They yeah. get into they get into figure it out yeah. how they're going to be playing in terms of spacing, in terms of you know who gets the paint, who gets the low corner, who gets you know all that. Yeah. So I I I'm just so thrilled for yeah. the dude. I mean, he's probably. One of the top three humans that I've seen wear the Cavaliers uniform. And I've only been here for eight, eight seasons. Yeah, the greatest kid, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's he, a he really sweetheart. Is. He's a really good kid. He's yeah, a- uh, I've been. This is my nineteenth season, and this is as good a group of guys mm-hmm. as I can remember. Not that they always haven't been, but there's always a jerk or two here. He's rare because there's not one. <laughs> no, there's not you, one. There's not know? one guy that I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to that dude. <laughs> because there usually is guys. Oh, there's can, been a few. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it really grew. And starts with JB, who's uh, just the best guy and the right coach for this team. Just like Wes Unsold Jr. is the right coach for that team. Yeah. I'm glad that these guys, you know, these young guys are getting opportunities, man. This is uh, They're playing hard. Yeah. They're playing, they're playing good. They're playing hard. So, I, hey, have the Cavs been out of – I, I'm trying to think. I don't think they've, we've been out of any game this year where we had to empty the bench. And we've been down double digits, but we haven't fine, been out. That's what I mean. like a blowout thing. Uh, how many yeah. times last season we were out? Yeah. And I, 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 asked, I was talking to Coach uh, Buckner today, mm-hmm. and I asked him because I always try to figure out things 
I guess my past make me a little thinker, deep thinker sometimes, and it's you know. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the fact that all the young kids we have here right now, and even the veterans, they know that they're building something they're going to be a part of. For the last three years, ever since the post-LeBron era, 19, you know, 2018 and on, we had guys here that, I don't want to say got stuck, but came here on a trade. They, you know, they didn't know if they were here till the end of the season or mm -hmm. they didn't know. I mean, I'll give you an example. We always have an event with our Wine and Gold United members mm. during it at the beginning of every season. And they come in, and finally we were able to do it again this week where we the players come in, and Angel and I, I one interview a group of guys, and John and Amad interview the other group. So Angel and I were looking at a picture of the last event we did, and none of the guys that we were interviewing were here anymore, yeah. are yeah. here anymore. Yeah. Right? So these guys know that what they're building, they're actually going to be a part of. They're, I mean, they're here for yeah for a while. The, the term I use is ownership. Yeah. In that they have ownership of the team, and I think we talked about it last week. That I, I believe over the last maybe two or three years that there was still some 2016 championship residue. That yeah. the guys still felt like, well, it's not my team. Guys are coming, guys are going. I think right now, these young guys feel ownership with this team. It's their team. It's theirs. Darius knows this is my team now. Mm -hmm. Evan Mobley, he'll get to know that. Jared Allen, these guys aren't. They're not going anywhere. This is their team. And that's a big thing because when you feel like it's not your team, it's, yeah. you know, I'll be here. But that's maybe. what I mean. I, I wonder, I, the, the, your investment is different. Big time. When you're not. Totally. Yeah. You when know. you don't know. When, when I'll you, just give you names. George Hill. Mm -hmm. Lord Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Sam Decker. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, you can keep going on, on and on with, with the name. I mean, David Nwaba. Uh, you know, young guys, but you they yeah, they didn't know if they were Torian Prince. Yeah, uh, guys. Yeah, co guys coming and going. Dante Exxon. Yeah, uh, to guys that were like you know, and and again, gotta give it to the to the to the front office that they were that move was they what those those moves were made to get to where we are right now to get to the group that we have right now. But I think that has a lot to do with it because you got guys that I'm not invested in what you're building. Absolutely, and and and, and I'll go a step further. Not only are your front line top tier guys feeling that even your lower guys now mm -hmm. lamar stevens dean wade yeah. dylan windler they're a big part of it though man. They're, but i'm saying lower tier but they're, they're lower i'm saying yeah they're bench guys but i'm saying they feel a part of it mm -hmm. they know that they're a part of it you know i i watched the intros today and <clears throat> these guys are coming out the other guys are barking at them mm -hmm. and now they have an identity that i love the barking bit you mm -hmm. know uh they didn't have an identity. They didn't have an image. They didn't have anything they could cling to before. And now they do. Now it's us. They I'm, know it's us. I'm pretty sure it's they cool. were growling tonight. They were pissed because they lost that game. <laughs> that one, you know that one I hurt, mean? man. That it, one really did. Uh, it hurts, but it, it, you got to move on from it. Yeah, that stung. It that stung. And, and, again, two great victories last weekend. Uh, to offset it. Uh, did you do anything fun in New York? You never no, do anything you know, fun. You're New boring, York always. Dude. New York. It, I. It's my hometown. Mm -hmm. It was great. I walk. I take the train. I went to. I went to have dinner with with Lily's son. Okay. You know, I met his girlfriend and everything. I had a family dinner, but I hate New York because the Knicks ruin everything. <laughs> I have to do with my experience for me. <laughs> the Knicks. It is the Knicks. Madison Square Garden. It is the worst run Explain. arena. Explain. 
It, it, it's horrible. It's just horrible. <laughs> it's just bad. I don't know where even to start. To the fact that they send us all the way up to the chase. Uh, there's there's half the teams in the league, and I gotta tell you, I gotta be honest with you. Mm-hmm. There's half the team in the league that think that my broadcast, because it is in another language, is less. Mm-hmm. So when we started doing this 25 years ago, they teams didn't know, so they put us anywhere they wanted. So in most places, we were like really, really bad spots. Like in Philadelphia, I have a, a blind spot that covers everything that goes to the right of the, of the free throw line. Mm-hmm. I'm behind the basket. Yeah, in I, Toronto, with, in Chicago, in New York, I'm like in the hockey booth. In Oklahoma, I have to lean on top of the table so I can see the full court because if I sit normally, I don't, I, I don't see the court. So, but New York, when you add all – and not to mention that the English broadcasts are sitting very nice and comfy mm-hmm. in a spot where you can actually call a basketball game, right? Right, right. So the fact that you've been doing it for so long doesn't mean it's right. So it's getting to the point where I have to speak up a little bit because I, I'm tired of being – or feeling yeah. that, you know, or and, feeling and again, less. This is New York. But New York right. is the worst. Might as well square shouldn't garden. it be the best? Yeah, but I mean, to give you that, they don't have a Spanish broadcast. They cancel and, it. And after, why is that? They cancel it after 18 years for I don't know what reason. I don't I, I did them. I, did, I was the sub at one point, and, and they cancel it. We used to have a very nice spot that was great when the Bulls came, so you could see the, you could see the triangle offense and everything, you know, a little higher. I, I, I'm, I think the floor is overrated. But I don't mind being at the end of the first level the way we are here with the Cavaliers, for example, at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. That's the perfect distance to call a basketball game. Mm. But the hockey booth, and then on top of that, I don't get stats, and I don't get sometimes a monitor, or sometimes they don't give me internet. So it's been this season has been like like boiling to a point where I got to New York, the credentials were at the hotel. Yeah. So I came on the team bus. Our, our, our PR director, BJ Evans, sent all a text saying, you know, the credentials would be there. I imagine it was going to be like in L.A., who is also an Imer at Staples Center, even though 50% of the population is Hispanic. They treat us like crap. I get it. So, but they had the table there when you got off the bus, you got your name, and you, know, you got your credentials in, at the garden. No. So now I got to go up the ramp. I haven't even gotten halfway up the ramp, and I'm already getting mugged by one of the guys. What's your credential? I'm like, dude, I'm going to pick it up. They told me it's going to be here. It's not done there. Well, you got, you can't be walking around here without the credential. And and that's another thing about New York is that uh, they're like the the Redcoats. They're thugs. Well, the Redcoats in, in at Staples yeah. Center. And that, that Yeah, they're kind of thugs. And they're older guys because I, I, and I believe that. they're union as well. I know, but <laughs> you know what I hate? Because I know it can be done the right way. Right. Because right. you can't stop me. I'll explain to you. If you want to walk with me to the employee entrance, I'll do. I know where it is because I work there. But it's a culture in that building. Mm-hmm. It is the worst PR department in the NBA Next, fighting next to the Lakers, like head to head. It's, it is the worst run building next to Staples Center. I mean, it's a battle there. It, it's, the two it's, biggest well, markets in the NBA. And the NBA allows this to happen. Allows it, this. Literally, I have to say, discrimination. For the for the Hispanic broadcasters, for the Spanish, because we don't get, and this is the the boiling point, and I'm sorry I'm ranting with you, but the boiling point is that I am not asking for anything. You're just asking for that what anybody every- that everybody else in the building is getting. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I, timeouts, after, paper stats after every timeout. Everybody else gets. So if you're gonna send me to the Raptors where I might level with the banners, then 
install a printer so I can get my stats. Yeah, these and, are these are a big thing. These are right. It's and, not. And, and and like I've said to you before, every NBA arena should have a standard they don't a standard that that you have to complete the you know foreign radio uh, they don't has to be here or but that's the thing we're not foreign international we're radio you're right we're domestic that was a poor choice no i know but we are in, in another language in another but language but we are for foreign, the united yeah, states yeah, yeah yeah right yeah and 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 it's been going on for so long and 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 it just I mean, in terms of the garden and the Staples Center, I think it's the worst. I think, but it's the worst for everybody. Well, but I think that they think that they're NBA NBA royalty, and they can pretty much act how they. You know what I told you? And (laughs) every time I think about every time I think about the (laughs) the garden, I think about. uh, for those of you, I, I, I imagine a few of our ris- listeners know Joe Varden, Joe Varden, the writer, yeah. mm-hmm. and I always laugh about the Varden in the garden. Uh, at one point, he was there's like a, it, it feels like you're in a catacombs when you're in the garden. It's an old building, and you can get lost very easily. Like you said, you, you're kind of walking up mm-hmm. and down those tunnels and things like that. And and the older guys, the they're not ushers; they're kind of security, and they they have all kinds of people and, there, and they're union guys, different and they're jacket old, colors, and they're, and they're cantankerous. Yeah. They are cantankerous, and it's a ton of them, and there's a ton of them. It's like one for every ten fans <laughs> that attend the building. I know. Anyway, Joe, poor Joe Varden is walking around; he couldn't find his way, and he's looking for a credential. I don't know what the poor guy was looking for. He and eventually, to- at one point, he, he's kind of he's flummoxed, and he he's 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 at about a nine, and one of those old guys just touches him on the shoulder and <laughs> Joe Barton turns around and says, don't touch me. Yeah. But you know what it is? You know what? Uh, you know what? I th- it, 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 Everything you just said that everybody else deals with, mm-hmm. then you got to add to that the fact that they affect my job. Yes. Even though I am the only person out of everybody working that evening that have to call the PR department the day before to tell, hey, remember, we're coming tomorrow, the Cavs have Spanish radio, even though it's my eighth season mm-hmm. now. And then I have to show up four hours before to find somebody from the PR department to say, hey, can you please remember that I need stats up there after? Yes. And you know what they told me? We'll try. <laughs> That's re- so yeah. now I'm you like gotta, boiling. Yeah. And I'm doing my meditation before I go on the air because I don't want to get, I don't want my, my job mm-hmm. to be affected. And then I get in trouble. So now, remember, I'm in the 10th floor of Madison Square Garden, right? But the elevator that I used to go up, doesn't work to go down. Oh my God! Right. So now I gotta find my way, walk out, walk out of the stairs with the fans, and then on the sixth floor, spend another fifteen minutes trying to explain to the guy with my Cavs ID and my NBA credential and my game credential that I'm gotta get back in there. To why? Because the elevator is not working. Because and so fifteen minutes. And finally, I can't do anything because if I act out of line, I get in trouble. You know, you so might, this guy is giving me an attitude, and I said to him, you know what? F you. I'm from New York, too. Yeah. So I can give you that if you want me to. So you call whoever you need to call and get his ass right here because <laughs> I need to talk to I mean, I had to. Yeah. But you I was this close. Point. Yeah. This close was just like punching the dude. Yeah. It, it, it's Two unreal. things. One is, uh, one, maybe you should start being like those cats from Miami and just wear your championship ring everywhere. <laughs> Because <laughs> those my the guys from Miami, man, they yeah. show up, they're they blinging, wear both the rings, right? They got all the rings that they, you know, they, they yeah. so they, they do that. And the second thing is, you might need to calm down and and keep your temper. Take it from me, 
that you know i know man but in your case it's different in my case every time i keep my temper i keep getting stepped on i know i know you do so if i don't this speak is gonna up, boil over at some point if i, I don't speak up nothing happens yeah so i hate to be and then at the same time i need my job so i can't sacrifice myself for the cause the way i could but because i need to work i don't want to get in the, in bad in the bad list on anybody so i'm begging if you want people to help me to stop getting basically discriminated on nba arena because my language in my broadcast is in a different language i do have a bad temper so maybe i could be your designated <laughs> Like, you could sick me on them. I'll call your G. <laughs> right, I'll come up there and just, I'll just curse the hell out of them. 1-800-CALL-THE-WOLF. <laughs> call the wolf hotline. <laughs> All right, well, let's calm down. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll calm down, and we'll bring in our special guest in the next segment. We have speaking the of wolf. wolf. Yeah. yeah, speaking of the wolf. Dean Wolf. Dean Wolf. Yeah. Uh, Dean Wade, uh, who's been starting, I, I don't know how many games he started in a row. It might be four or five at this point. The two wins on the road trip, and before that he started, before we left. Yeah. So three, four in a row. Yeah. Great kid, uh, hard worker, and do- doesn't hurt you on, on the floor. You know, and a Chiefs fan. Yeah. And a Chiefs fan that uh, Larry Nance Jr. lost a bet. Yeah. To <laughs> we got to ask, ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back with segment two. We'll have Dean Wade with us, and we'll be right back on Wine and Gold Radio. Hi, this is Scott Zarilla, radio voice of the Cleveland Charge. Wine and Gold Radio, what is that? There's more of this. Said I got two guns, one for the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> After this, on Wine and Gold Radio. Andrea Bocelli, in concert, presented by Stiefel. December 2nd, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. The world's most romantic voice, Andrea Bocelli. Tickets are on sale now at rocketmortgagefieldhouse.com. Hi, this is Kevin Love, and I never listen to Wine and Gold Radio. para Jerry, busca otra vez en el Give and Go con Allen, afuera para Thomas, uno más en la esquina para Way. ¡Sí, señor! ¡Team Wolf! Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. And boom goes the dynamite. Everybody, welcome back to Wine and Gold Radio segment two. I'm Joe G, and I'm here with Rafa Hernandez Brito. Wine and Gold Radio. Yeah, and, single, <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by Cam Forward, uh, Dean Wade, Dean. Kansas State! I, got, I don't mean to put a lot of pressure on you here, but our segment one we did last night after the game, we were both a little down. Rafa's been angry all year about Spanish radio. Uh, so it was terrible. We need you to bail us out. Yeah, right. <laughs> this has to be kind of the best interview of your life right here. So we need you. To t- it's like coming off the bench and like turning up the, yeah, you know, okay, bringing some okay. energy to the game. So I'll do what I can. I'll okay. Can. So we were, like I was saying, after the loss on Wednesday night, uh, we were kind of down a little bit. What what is it like post game for you after a win? I mean, do you drive home blasting music yeah. and going nuts? Or what's it like? What's oh, absolutely, like? Oh, yeah. absolutely. If, you know, if we win, I'm driving home, windows down, uh, <laughs> radio turned up as loud as I can. Yeah. Um, 
probably playing We Are the Champions or something, <laughs> some you know, from that era. But uh, yeah, for win, um, last night a little different. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little shot ourselves in the foot a little bit last yeah. night. Um, definitely should have had that one, let that one slip. But you know, there's a lot of games left, and uh, you know, you just got to keep the positive mindset. You can't let let this loss linger or anything. You just keep it. You know. Keep it rolling. What's the process, man? Because as fans, and even for myself as a broadcaster, I hate losing. Mm-hmm. Especially when I see you guys working hard every day, and I know, you know we're not going to go undefeated and everything like that. But what's the process to make sure you let that go and just learn from what happened? You said you sh- we shot ourselves in the foot. At the end of the day, we had the shot to win it. Mm-hmm. It didn't go in, right? It happened. Right, right. But ha- what's, what's that process between last night and today? to just get going and concentrate on Detroit? Uh, I think a lot of it just has to do with, you know, in the locker room after the game, just talking with the teammates, you know, just trying to talk what, um, what you did wrong and really just trying to learn from it. And once you learn from it, you know, we came in this morning, watched a little bit of film on it. Um, but, you know, you just can't let it linger. We only watched like five minutes of film on, on last night's game. Um, and then we just moved right on to Detroit. And so, um, you know, that just a quick memory just you got to let it go. You learn from your mistakes um, and then just flush everything else. It's literally on to the next one, right? Yeah. Because you can't dwell on it. Literally, you have 82 games and um, the next one rolls up so fast you can't, you yeah. can't, you can't not focus on it. Yeah. i got to back up to game night. Uh, can you sleep after games? Win no, or win or loss? Uh, yeah. no, it doesn't matter if it's a win or a loss. Um, <laughs> Losses are just, you know, painful, yeah. painful. Yeah. But yeah. I'm up to like three just laying in bed just thinking about the game. Yeah. Um, even in wins, you know, I still stay up late just thinking about the game. So. Um, yeah, it's hard, definitely hard to sleep after games, but, uh, you know, it's a, I will say when it's a loss, it, it just kind of hurts a little more. Yeah. What do you do on the road, though? Because, I, I mean, I always have a hard time when we get into a city, at, you know, the other day in Phoenix, for example, or when we travel at night and we get in to L.A. at 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to go. I mean, it's 5 a.m., 6 a.m., and I'm still trying to figure out how am I going to go to yeah. sleep. Uh, that time change, and then on top of that, not be able to sleep um, after games and stuff like that, it, it just makes... It's hard. It's tough. Um, that hopefully, when you travel to you know from the east coast to the west coast, stuff like that, um, you have a day in between where you can just kind of like reset. You know, sleep in a little longer. Mm-hmm. You know, walk around, find some good food spots, stuff like that. Um, but if not, you just kind of gotta wake up and then just try to focus. And um, hopefully, your pregame nap is a good one. You can yeah. sleep for three <laughs> hours or something like that. But. Uh, you know, sometimes it, that doesn't happen, and uh, you just got to focus. Do you close all the shades and turn the phone off and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. I close it? the shades. I'll put, like, a chair next to the shade so there's no cracks and no sun gets in. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I you, do can't that, yeah. you can't see anything. You can't see anything. Like John Michael, he turns the heat up to, like, 80. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I don't I, definitely I, don't do that one either. Yeah, I like, I like it, like, normal, but yeah. I do I shut my phone oh, yeah. off. I turn yeah. it off. I oh, don't even, I don't, I don't put it on vibrating <laughs> or anything. I just turn it off. Yeah. But that, that, that nap is key. Oh, it, yeah. It's yeah. pregame, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I take a nap every pregame. Um, sometimes it's like a 30-minute nap. I, like, force myself to go to sleep. But then, you know, like, if you're on the road, I, I might be asleep for, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. Like, complete, <laughs> That's a good sleep, too. Yeah. You know, that's kind of nice. I wake up, can't see anything. I'm, yeah. just, I'm out of it. You, you've been on a roll, man. I mean, you go from just working in your ass off, being ready, to getting your number call, and now you're on a starting streak. Mm-hmm. You gotta be happy with the way this season is going. Uh, other than the fact that we got a winning record and the good, the good group we have going. But for you personally, I mean, it, your hard work is the best example that it does pay off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't want to say I'm like happy for injuries and stuff like no, that. But, obviously not. But uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I was prepared when my number was called, um, even if it's you know at a different position than I'm used to, um, things like that. Um, but you know, the season's been you know 
we're off to a good start. Uh, we let one slip, but um, you know we got plenty of games to make up for that. And um, you know I think next game, next few games will come out real focused. Um, you know we learned a lot from last night's game. Yeah. You know let that one slide. Um, we learned a lot. I think people are going to come out very very focused for the next little stretch and um, things like that. But uh, yeah, for me personally, you know being thrown into the starting lineup just like last year, um, same thing kind of happened. We had injuries. Um, and I just kind of got thrown in and, uh, <laughs> you know, so this year I was like, as long as you just, you know, stay the course, keep working hard every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pretty high chance that your number's going to get called at some point yeah. in time. Um, definitely didn't expect to be this early, um, stuff, things like that. But, uh, you know, I just got to do whatever we got to do to win, help the team win. Um, you know, that's just going out and playing defense as hard as I can every game, um, whatever it takes. Yeah. Now, you were with the team, obviously, last year was your rookie year, a weird rookie year, no fans in the stands, just kind of a weird COVID year. What's different about this team than last year's team? And Ralph and I kind of talked about you guys taking ownership. You feel like it's your team now. All you young guys, it's mm-hmm. your team. Is that kind of the mentality you guys have right now? Yeah, I think um, I think the difference between last year and this year is just, you know, one year of growth and really just taking it all in and um, – really believing in, in, in this group of guys we have. Um, you know, we got a lot of really, really talented young guys that have really bought in this year. Um, and also we got some, some, a mix of good vets that, you know, lead us in the right direction and stuff like that. So I think just being a year older than we were last year and, you know, been thrown in the fire a little bit. We had, you know, rough stretches last year, um, yeah. things like that. But, you know, we've learned a lot. And uh, I think, you know, the young guys, you know, Darius, Isaac, Colin, all those guys that have just, you know, really taken this team and really made it their own. Um, mm-hmm. It's just taken us to a whole new level, and I, I really think that we'll, we'll be able to keep this little streak that we've had so far and just push it all the way through the season. Keep it moving. i got to ask about the barking, because I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, that's, where did that originate, and like, who's uh, the leader of that? And... Lamar. Okay. Lamar, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, uh, so we were on the bench, and there's a guy in the corner, and he caught the ball, and then Lamar was just all of a sudden standing right behind just barking at him. And I was like, I was like, I kind of freaked me out a little bit. I was like, oh man, I don't know what's going on. But it was like a loud barking. Yeah. Lamar was like a foot away from this guy and he's barking at him. And he pat, the guy passed the ball and he just kind of turns and starts laughing. And it was like, well, it's, it, it worked then. Threw him off. Yeah. yeah. And then he hasn't really ever stopped barking. And then once he started barking, the rest of the bench started kind of, you know, chipping in and yeah. then all of a sudden was the bench kind of chipped in everyone was in it everyone's barking you know pre-game you hear like when we huddle up barking stuff like that um it's just like a a mentality a dog mentality you come out and just just be a dog every every game and um also it's pretty fun it's pretty fun <laughs> yeah. just to see everyone bark and stuff like that so it, it and, and he fun. and he barked really loud at at uh at daniel yeah. gaffer last yeah. night man when oh. he, with that poster dunk that was that was amazing to see we, we're running short of time but i wanted to ask you First, I want to tell everybody from my audience that I'm the only one in the world that has in, that is in possession of an, on an autographed picture of Dean Wolf. Right? Remember that event we yeah. did with Gatorade, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you share the story of how, how the Dean Wolf thing came about? Yeah. Um, so I was in college, and um, we had a, a long stretch of games at home, and my barber was out of town or something like that, and I just <laughs> let my hair and beard just go. And I was like... <laughs> two months of me just letting it go and no trims nothing and uh our assistant coach coach frazier who's at illinois now um was like man you know you look like you look like the teen wolf kid and i was like teen wolf kid and he's like yeah and so he's like next game 
I'm, I'm running out to start a lineup, and he's like, just yells, Dean Wolf, and then it stuck. And then like everyone was Dean Wolf. I had people in the stands with like Dean Wolf signs. I was like, oh, uh. <laughs> like no way this happened. No way I could let this happen. But uh, yeah, that's how it started. Coach Frazier kind of threw it at me, and, and it somehow stuck. I don't know how. Then that, it went away, and we brought it back. Yeah, it went away. I was like, okay, we're good. And then he and brought now, it back. Yeah. And now I can't call you anything else. No, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, once, I don't know how this name st- sticks, but like, one person hears it, and then it's just like yeah. everyone has it. Yeah. I'm like, oh. yeah. Before we let you go, we, I know we're short on time. We got to ask you one more thing. I know we're getting we're getting yanked off the air here. You wear the you wear the Def Leppard sweatshirt. I think you brought it back this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So are you, you're kind of a music guy. Uh, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. But he put it to him real quick. Beatles or Stones? Oh, come on. Beatles or Stones? You, you got you. I'm gonna go with the Stones. Of course. Right. Come on. Right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get that out of here. Green <laughs> Wolf doesn't Dean look Wolf. like a teeny bopper Dean. band, you know. Hi, this is Darius Garland, and you're listening to Wine and Gold Radio, Cleveland, Ohio, America. There's more of this. Give me a how come quickie on WHK. How come Bill Belichick coaches like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After this on Wine and Gold Radio. Cleveland! We want you to join our team in preparation for the return of an exciting full slate of events that include the Cavaliers and Monster Seats, as well as star-studded concerts and shows. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is hiring part-time positions in the areas of guest services, retail, and more with a $250 sign-on bonus 90 days after their start date. Employees must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 no later than six weeks after hiring. Be a part of our team. Visit Cavs.com slash jobs. Wherever you go. This is Mike Snyder, and I never listen to Wine and Gold Radio. Oh, mercy. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. Wow, I'm the pow! All right, everybody, welcome back to segment three of Wine and Gold Radio. That was Dean Wolf. Now, you know, now I can't... Now I, I can't even call him Dean Wade. You ever get with that? Now I now I, I say Dean Wolf every time. I call time. him Dean Wolf on the on, <laughs> on the air. He's always Dean Wolf. Now. It kind of works, right? And it's like he's wolfing it. <laughs> hey, before we go hmm. and go into the serious stuff, yes. Can I tell you that I, I I ran a poll, not too much, not too scientific on Twitter. I saw this. Whether which band was better, the Teeny Bopper Boy Band Beatles <laughs> or the Heart of Rock and Roll Rolling Stones. And the Beatles are winning fifty-three to forty-eight because it's not even really. It's, it shouldn't even be that. Close. I don't have any followers. It on shouldn't Twitter. be that. It's close. Only like, like I said, people voted. The Rolling Stones are like they're down with like uh, Grand Funk Railroad 
and like uh, Journey. Yeah. And uh, like, <laughs> like yeah. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, What's the uh, name of the dude with the, with the saxophone, with the clarinet and, and the long curly hair? Uh, uh, Kenny G? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Rolling Stones are kind of down there with them, and then there's the yeah. Beatles. That they're like a whole different stratosphere. So bad, <laughs> so bad. Nobody helping, nobody coming to unvoted. But I love the Stones, you know. And like I said, when the Stones come, I promise to go with you with an open mind. We I love to. the Stones, really. We What's have to. best Stone song? I know huh? mine. What's yours? I like my ba my favorite one is Sister Morphine. I don't think I know that one. Oh, dude, you gotta buy the. You gotta get. On, on you have music, uh, music. Uh -huh. right? Yeah, oh yeah. Look for the the best album they have to my to my taste is uh, Sticky Fingers. Okay. Oh, dude, that is a great one, and that, that's the one with my favorite song, Moonlight Mile. Moonlight Mile, yeah. But Sister Morphine is in that song. Okay, I'll listen to that one. Here I lie in my Can I tell you? I, I have a, a little bit of a prejudice against the uh, Stones because when when we were kids. Uh, my brother, like every year, he would buy me, you know, like if he was going to buy me like a birthday present or a Christmas present, he would buy me a Stones album knowing that he wanted it and I really yeah. didn't want it. <laughs> so he would just give it to me and I'd be that's, like, eh. That's he'd, like, he'd be like, hey, if you don't want it, I'll take, I'll take it. I'd be like, <laughs> that's like Fred Flintstone, man, who used to give Wilma a bowling ball with his name in it just exactly. in case you didn't like it. He'd be like, what, you don't like this album? I'm like, eh, not really. I'll yeah. take it. I'll, no, I'll take it. I'll, I'll listen to it. Like, okay. <laughs> So this week, this weekend, a mm -hmm. couple uh, games and going against your one of your favorite teams, Boston yep. Celtics. But uh, first, Cade Cunningham and the Pistons roll in on Friday, and then the Celtics on Saturday and Saturday Monday. And Monday. And Monday. So you know, again, tough loss on Wednesday night, but they can easily uh, get it back together this weekend. And again, run, it's run not, up a couple wins. It's not like they're easy games either. No, you know Look, no. these games are hard every night. You just gotta come out and show up every night. But yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll be ready. I mean, you know, we finally had two days off for the first time, two days in a row for the first time this past week. Yeah, and now we go back to the. Well, it's been a grind. How you feeling? On. How you feeling early season? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I, because I, I, then you're back into it now. I mean, yeah, this yeah, is it's now good. it's good. Yeah. It was kind of you know what helped. That the, the the road trip ended in Charlotte and not in Denver to yeah. fly back and land here at yeah. five in the morning. And then last road trip it was a six o'clock game, so we're back. We were back by eleven thirty midnight. Yeah, and we were coming in from gaining an hour on on the on the on the exactly in the saving daylight saving time. So it, it hasn't been. Bad. Yeah. We used yeah. to always end up road trip in in Denver because usually yeah. on the way back from the West Coast, and like you said, you get back at. Three, four in the morning. Usually, it's in the winter, stuff like that. So and, that's not too bad. And, and during the road trip, it, it, JB did something that I'm pretty sure it was great for the guys, but it was great for us. That like we arrived in LA, and we practiced the next day, but that was the shoot around. So we didn't go. have shoot around the day of the game on both times. Yes. So that was like amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, once again, you got to quote CJ Miles. Greatest invention of all time, yoga pants. Yeah. Worst invention of all time, <laughs> shoot around. Shoot around. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, man. <laughs> hey, on Saturday night, Lazy the Americans. guys will be wearing those sweet uh, City Edition uniforms, which the I mix love. Tape. The mixtape uniforms. Yeah. I, which love, I, love. I even love the name. Yeah, me too. I love everything about them. And, and I've looked. They, they kind of put out all 30 teams. And, I mean, I'm biased, but ours is the coolest, man. And I love... I love the musketeer. The the this. I don't know what the original logo. Yeah, the, the original logo. logo. I yeah. I wish we would go to that. Yeah. I wish we go back. to That's it, gonna really. be on this on center court. 
It is. Yeah. And the center court, the, the court is going to look awesome. The uniforms look awesome. But the great thing is that they have decided with the 75th anniversary of the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, every city edition is basically based on the best moments the best moments of of the of the franchise, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, 2016 is not the only great moment we have had. We're celebrating the miracle era, yeah, with those like those stripe. What do you call those? Mm-hmm. The, the, checker, the horizontal the uh, checker, piping, the checker piping. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, those those remind me. Of, I th- I look at those and I think of AC and Campy and mm-hmm. Jones. Yes, yes. You know, which is great because yeah. we have these guys here. And then you know we had the the first time we went to the finals. Mm-hmm. With, with what I love is. There's always people that say they don't like this about the uniform. They don't like that about the uniform, you know? Mm-hmm. This one is the best part of every era we have had. Yeah. Not only in, in, the, in, the, in the, the great moments, that this, the, the positive moments these franchises have had, which I always believe we don't get to 2016 without going through all these little steps that we did. But also, you know, the logo with the V basket, mm-hmm. the, the basket mm-hmm. and the calves, I think that's one of the coolest logos. Yep. You know, um, we have the, the, the same thing we have in our rings with the 3-1 lead that we mm-hmm. overcame. Yep. The 3-1 deficit that we overcame, and it's also going to be on the, on the, on the court. Uh, what else is there? Is the, they have the different logos, like like you mentioned, the Musketeer, the Cavalier in the middle. They have the, 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 we have the the, the championship C. The numbers uh, with the, the two striped numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are called, like uh, from the uh, 90s era. Yeah. We have that. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. And the color is great, too. And the players love them. Yeah. The players love them. They, I think they shot a video in those, and, and yeah. they absolutely love And I love that unis. it's wine. You know, usually they, they – the city edition thing have been going against the grain, I would say. I don't against like that. the colors that we are. Yes. And I like the fact that it's wine. Wine it and is, gold, those are our heart, colors, yes. Right? Yeah. It is our thing. And they look great. They yeah. look they look great. They look they look incredibly amazing and, and I can't wait to, to see what they look like. Because usually you see like I I tell you what, like the, there was a city edition that was orange and blue. That yeah, I wasn't crazy about it at the no. beginning. No, but then when they played them, when they wore them with the court, right? When you see a guy who's wearing great. them, they look cooler. Yeah, when you see it on a mannequin or just and and just it, a graphic. It but this cool. one is this one looks great in pictures. It looks great. In, I saw the jersey already, and it's it, it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, no, I I can't wait for it. And I really the, can't wait. And for the jersey it. has the three one thing too. You know, for those of you guys that maybe don't know. In the championship ring, and the bo- the bottom part of the ring has six, seven stones. Three are red and white, mm-hmm. and four are white, which is resemble it just the memory of the down three one in the finals and the th- and the three week the three victories to finish. So that's going to be on the court in one of the sides, and it's also going to be on the jersey on the on the tag on th- oh, of the cool. jersey. Yeah, it, it has that same thing too. I love those. What are they called? Like Easter eggs? They call that where it's like little treats inside of stuff yeah. like that. I love stuff like I don't that. Know, but I, it, it's all over the place. The NBA logo is like a diamond. You mm-hmm. know, the, the diamond logo for this yeah. year. Yeah. So no, that's cool. I'm I'm a big I'm I'm a big uniform guy. I, I'm, are you? I know J Mike is not. He he doesn't care about uniforms. I do. I do. I I like them. I, I do. I mean, it, it's but I, it's again, important to me. It, it, I I think it's important. It's your identity. It really is your identity. It, it, I, there's some that speak to me right away. Yeah. There's some that never had and probably never will. Yeah. And there's others that I, I have learned to to like. Yeah. You know? But, <clears throat> yeah. but for example, for the Cavs, even me not being here, 
that that blue light blue color with the black it was kind of but then they brought it back and everybody loved it i hated it what's his name <laughs> I hated it. what is brad doherty yeah we will hopefully have him on the show and we'll mm -hmm. talk to him about it about him He said that every player hated the freaking uniform. I've, I tried telling people that. And, I tried telling people and that. And they uh, almost put it back in the Hall of Fame when they came back with the retro. Everybody loved the no. jersey. Again, the, so people loved it because it was Maybe it was, it was at the wrong time. Are we ahead of his time? They liked know. it because it was kitschy. And because, but if you ha if you actually played through that but period, I and lived love, through that period, you'd hate it. But I love the orange one with the white calves in the front, like like Will Be Free era. Those were very cool. Those were amazing. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very and, cool. No, you know, I just don't like changing the colors. We have uh, we have the coolest colors. Yeah. We do. Uh, there's no reason to ever change them. So that's. But just the Cavs City Dancer looked really great in the, in, the, in one of the orange uniforms they had. They did. Yeah, they so, did. You know, again, it, it is. It, but that's why colors were made, man, because people have different tastes. You know, yeah. it's just that I think this one, the mixtape edition, it is going to probably be the first uniform that is unanimously liked by everybody because yeah. there's nothing not to like. There's a little bit for everybody there. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like something that that reminds you of all the great moments that we had coming back to downtown, the miracle at Richfield, the championship in 2016, going to the finals the first time. I mean, and the players that you – I mean, I wasn't a fan back in the day, and I think of it and I get excited thinking, you know, Dan, Nan, Doherty, Price wearing those uniforms. So. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be cool. Hopefully we'll be coming off a nice win on Friday night, and uh, fans will be ready to celebrate on Saturday when uh, Boston rolls in. We'll celebrate anyway, man. We're going to be here. so. Amen. We're going to be celebrating. Hey, you want to wrap up? Yeah, let's. Uh, this has been a. Uh, this is kind of one of our, our like more subdued shows. We're we're. Yeah, I know. You even got me talking about how beautiful my experience was at Madison Square Garden at <laughs> Staples Center. So hey, uh, even though it was a subdued show, we still have like a whole ton of people to thank for it because it's really been a big production. Not their fault. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we have to thank. Hey, you got to thank the PR team out there at CCC because they've been they so great this year. Up, yeah. Yeah, they've been hooking us up, and uh, they d uh, hooked us up with uh, Dean Wolf, and that was really nice. Got a shout-out to B.J. Evans. Uh, of course, the thin white duke, El Flaco. <laughs> El Flaco. <laughs> uh, Jeff Schaefer, Jerome Owens, the straw that stirs the drink. I, I didn't see Jerome today. It, it, even if I wanted to ask him Even about, if you don't see him behind the scenes, to, things yeah. are happening. That's how great Jerome I is. I wanted to ask him about the ridiculous case in, in, in Green Bay with, with uh, <laughs> oh. the sealist of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. And, and, and all that craziness. Well. And him getting fined 25 cents. Yeah, no it, kidding. But we'll talk to Jerome Owens. is a big cheesehead, by the way. So that's yeah. why I always like to talk to him about that. Let's. Uh, we got to have him on the show one we time. We should. He's very quiet, yeah. but uh, he's should, very. He, he's he very plays thoughtful. the guitar, by the way. Jerome plays guitar. Yeah, he does. Yeah. How did we know? How did I not I know this? I know that. I know the reason to put him way oh up God. here because he yeah. plays an instrument. I mean, <laughs> yeah, really. He's Jerome is the best. Well, I'll tell you what, he really is. Uh, we got to thank the Golden Boy, Matt Gold, and Sammy too. Don't forget Sammy and Gold. Sammy Slinging yeah. Sammy, the yeah. new full timer. He he did me a favor today. Uh, Lucy Veris, who yes. handles our community. Uh, community I actually volunteered so the other day with her. Not with her, but for her department. They actually we were working with the school, the school district here in Cleveland. Okay. And we were uh, volunteering at a school in in Denison. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, that? yeah, by the zoo. Yeah, and we the kids were coming in, and they were we were helping them pick two books at no cost. 
And, you know, he was like from kindergarten to eighth grade. <laughs> You know, so and they cool. love the, they it love Rafa too, right? It was cool, yeah. It was, <laughs> I, I love those things, man. It's like I love I love trying to see if I can, when I can, live an imp, make an impact on a kid. Yeah. Like that, you know, I, I should probably try that, but I'm afraid I'll scare children. Nah, dude, they don't. <laughs> need, the funny <laughs> thing is, the funny thing is that you can tell how the attitude changes uh-huh. the, the way the grades. Because first we got like kindergarten, and the uh-huh. kids were like all rolling around. They wanted books with stickers and. Oh, yeah. And I don't. I never had kids, so I'm. I'm but I'm pretty good. I, I was a. Fun, You're great with kids. I was a fun call. Like yeah. say. But then, like when we got to like a fun call. Yeah, a fun call. <laughs> 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 but when, when they got to like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, their attitude, you know, changed. Right. Yeah. Life. Too cool. They knew what they wanted to yeah. because it was a whole wall of books, right? Like scary stories. Uh, Fortnite stuff, building stuff. So it was, it was good. That's we very spent cool. the whole morning, you know, helping. Thank you, Lucy Veras and, and Pam Frasco and Selena, who helped us a lot to like get involved with the with the community. So very cool, great. very cool. And and I love that you always get out in the community. Uh, we have to thank Matt of the North, uh, Robert J Hageman, who handles all the technical stuff. I don't know any of the technical stuff. You're very good technically. I'm very poor. Uh, <laughs> Joe Fritchin. Uh, we have to thank our special guest, Dean Wolf. Uh, the wolf. <laughs> Are you guys related? <laughs> and of course, uh, the guy that makes it all happen, really the brains of the operation, as you know, DMAC, Dave McElhatton. Yeah. And of course, the dynamic duo of Dirty Kurt and Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Marty Allen. Woo! Let me get that taste. Who is celebrating five years of keeping his weight off. Is he? He, he looks great. For, he went and he from, looks good. He's felt. He went from size 64 to size 36 pants. <laughs> that guy looks great. That's huge. He I thought I was daddy. big when I went from like 40 to 32. And he still maintained those pipes, man. Yeah. He still sounds great. Like best voice <laughs> in the business. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on Wine and Gold Radio. And as always, good night, Freddie Mac. Wherever you are. Cheers!